Hey there, welcome back to Grace for Your Journey. This is Pastor Terry. So glad that you're with us. If you're new, welcome on in. Thank you for being with us. We're going through the book of 1 Kings. We're in chapter 8. Here's what's happened because this is an unbelievable story of how God's people, and, and you're one of God's people, right? How God's people can slide away from him. It doesn't start with a bang. It starts with a small step. And man, it can end up in a bad spot. So as we go along through First and Second Kings, we're going to see how that happens and consequently how to avoid it. <laughs> and that phenomenal, right? How to avoid it in our lives. So we're in chapter eight and here's what's going on. They have gone through great painstakingly detail. They've raised a lot of money. They've gathered the best craftsmen around to build the house of God. Matter of fact, I mentioned to you last time, I don't know if you remember, but last time I mentioned that this cost, the cost of this temple, is about $4 trillion if it was built today. That's amazing. $4 trillion if it was built today because of all the gold, all the specialty wood, all the craftsmen that you would have to find and certainly probably couldn't find them today. But I mean, just amazing amount of detail work that went into it. Why? Because this is the most significant place on earth. This is where God's going to show up, right? Come down in all of his glory, consume offerings that are acceptable to him and redeem and forgive the people of their sins. So chapter eight tells us the next step. The, the room is built. The temple is built. Everything is in, in place. So here's what happens next. Has to happen next before, before the power of God can fall and, and, and really atone for the people's sins. So here's what happens. Then Solomon assembled all the elders of Israel and all the heads of the tribes and the leaders of the father's houses of the people of Israel. And they all came before King Solomon in Jerusalem to bring up the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord out of the city of David, which is Zion. Now all the men of Israel assembled to King Solomon at the feast of the month of Etham. Now Ethanum is um, about September, October. Why is that significant? That's the month of Yom Kippur, which is the Day of Atonement, the most uh, important, sacred, and vital a date on the Jewish calendar as far as religious practices. So it's incredibly significant. So they met during this particular month, right? And um, now, which is the seventh month, and all the, Israel, all the elders of Israel came and the priests took up the ark and they brought the ark up out of the Lord, out, uh, out of the Lord, the tent of meeting. They brought the ark of the Lord and the tent of meeting and all the holy vessels that were in the tent. The priests and the Levites brought them up and King Solomon and all the congregation of Israel who had assembled before him uh, were with him before the ark, sacrificing so many sheep and oxen. They couldn't even keep count, couldn't number them. Then the priest brought the ark of the, of the, of the Lord of the covenant of the Lord to its place in the inner sanctuary of the house in the most holy place underneath the wings of the cherubim. Now, back a few uh, podcasts ago, we talked about how the, the temple was constructed on the inside of the Holy of the Holies. There's these two huge cherubim, winged angels. You know, I think they were what, 45, 50 feet high, gold, with their wings outstretched. Their wings outstretched went from one side of the room to the other, and they touched in the middle. So it's underneath this these huge golden statues, and the room is lined with gold that this ark is brought in, this simple box that that God gave to the people uh, and that were going to, it's going to be significant in their spiritual life for the years to come. So it's brought into this incredibly ornate room, and so here's what's going on. For the cherubim spread out their wings over the, the place of the ark, and the cherubim overshadowed the ark and, and all of its poles. And the, and the poles were so long um, that the ends of the poles uh, were seen from the holy place 
um, the inner sanctuary, um, but they could not be seen from that side. The poles that carried the ark were really long because it took you know, four, five, six people on each side, uh, on each area of the pole to carry the ark. It says, and they are there to this day. Now, there was nothing in the ark except the two tablets of stone that Moses put there at Horeb. Now, what was those two tablets of stones? Well, that's the Ten Commandments, uh, the, the commandments that God uh, gave his people. And it says right here, where the Lord made a covenant with the people and gave them the commandments when they came out of the land of Egypt. Now, look at this. Now, when the priest came out of the holy place, so they bring in the ark, they set it down, this huge, these huge ornate angels, gold all the way around. They bring it in ceremonially, set it down very, very carefully. No one touching the ark. Look what happens. A cloud filled the house of the Lord so that the priest could not stand to minister because of the cloud for the glory of the Lord filled the house of the Lord. So why does this matter? Here's why. When you do things for the Lord, his way, for his glory and his greatness, he validates those efforts. He validates those plans. How? By his presence. There's nothing greater than to receive the presence of the Lord, to have the presence of the Lord in power in a particular spot, in a particular place. And this is exactly what happened. God says to Solomon, by the descending of his glory and filling that place with his presence, well done, good and faithful servant. So I wonder as we end today, would God say that about you? Would God say, well done, good and faithful servant? What have you done for the sake of the glory of God? For the advancement of the kingdom of God. When was the last time you sacrificed? Did something in a prolonged, protracted way that became difficult, but you knew it was for the greater glory of the greatness of God? When was the last time you engaged in that, right? When was the last time you rearranged your schedule, rearranged your priorities, rearranged your money, and said, I'm doing something that's going to last for the greatness of the glory of God? Now, when you do it, and you do it for Him, and you do it the way He commands and directs, you get, listen, you get the blessing, the unparalleled blessing of his presence that will come in your life in power. And you will sense him, you will feel him, you will know him. And he, listen, he will validate his presence by the changed lives around you. Won't you dedicate yourself to that today? But I hope you will, because when you do, you're going to find unbelievable grace for your journey. I promise you, you will. Let me pray for you. Father, we love you so much and thank you for today. Now be with us, Lord, as we live for you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hey, be with us next time as we continue this unbelievable story. It's phenomenal how far people can fall, can fall, but how much God loves us even in that journey. See you then. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of the Grace for Your Journey podcast. I pray that it has been a blessing and an encouragement to you. Pass it around if you think it would help somebody. And we look forward to you dropping by again for another episode of the Grace for Your Journey podcast.